Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and presson falsies. Hello, private potters. Welcome to another episode of what I like to call the greatest podcast in the world. It's true, it is. Possibly the greatest podcast in the world. Maybe the longest serving podcast. That's not right. Maybe the UK's most most episode podcast. Maybe that's what we could say. Does that even make sense? Over 200 episodes on a Friday. Over 60 bonus episodes on a Wednesday. That doesn't even count the other stuff. Anyway, I'm just boasting about myself in that city. Um, uh, so we obviously have an episode today, which is very exciting. Um, Francis is on the episode, by the way. I just, I'm just doing the intro today because, you know what? Sometimes you just, sometimes you just want space to yourself. You know, sometimes when so much noise around, you just want those little moments where you can sit and relax and just be by yourself. So, if we were going to do that together for a second, perhaps we just take a breath in. I don't know why I'm holding a meditation class right now, but anyway, take a breath out. There we go. Now we can get on with the podcast. (laughs) I'm really excited for the podcast today because uh, we have uh, a complete legend on. I say that every week, but this actually, this is a legend. Uh, his name is Thomas Turgoose. Now, if you don't know who Thomas is, he was the little boy in This Is England, the main character in that. He's been in lots of other things, but lots of people watched This Is England back in the day. Shane Meadows directed it and wrote it, I think. You should go and check that out if you haven't watched This Is England. Um, but yeah, Thomas came on the podcast. We chatted about meeting once years ago when I was very drunk at the Channel 4 party. I was really drunk that night and he remembered it, which is embarrassing. You know when you get really drunk and you wake up the next game, do you think anyone noticed? Thomas remembered it 10 years later, so that's how drunk I was, which is not a good sign. So we chatted about that. Francis got deep on movies and different things. Um, And you're going to enjoy this episode. I think it's a really, really great one. He's just a, a TV hero, a movie legend. He's a Hollywood A lister and he's from Grimsby. Which is up north. Well, it's, I think it's up north. It is. It's nor. It's more northern than Watford, which is up north. Anyway, everybody, here we go. If you want to get in contact and get in touch for our bonus episodes, uh, we would love to hear from you. Any reviews? Any emails? Anything at all? Perhaps you have a charity or community that you want to suggest uh, to us. Anything at all? We would love to hear from you. And all you got to do, very simple, is email us contact at privatepartspodcast.com or you can go and check out our Instagram and slide into our DMs at privatepodcast. One of those two, we want to hear from you, we want to chat about you, we want to talk about you because you are our private partners and you are part of the gang. Also, before we start the episode, I, uh, I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine 
and a friend of the podcast, Oti Mabusi, who I mentioned this in the bonus episode. So if you haven't listened to the bonus episode, go and listen to it with Alex Mitten. It was hilarious. We prank called, <laughs> prank called Downing Street. <laughs> Anyway, I don't want to go into that, but it was on the Wednesday episode. But uh, she released her podcast, The Rhythm of Life. Uh, she chats different guests every single episode. Um, she is, she's one of those people, Oti, who just really understands souls. I know that sounds weird. It sounds like quite creepy, souls, but she does. She really gets you. Um, she's a magical person. So go and listen to her podcast, The Rhythm of Life. You can get it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You're going to really like it. All right, everybody. Stop rambling. If you're still meditating, you can listen to this podcast and meditate. Here we go. Episode, I can't remember what one, but it's over 200. Thomas Turgus on the podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome back. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Ladies hey, and gentlemen, um, welcome back. We, we already... By the way, Tomo, we we haven't told you this, but we've already we've already done an intro for you, so we don't need to do another intro. Oh right, okay. they already know it's you. They do you know what? They've clicked on the podcast and they've seen your name there. So yeah, 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 and it's a very unusual name as well, isn't it? It's kind of a bit like this has become Jamie's like stock intro. He just tells yeah, the guests. I noticed guest. that. I noticed that. Says, by um, the way, we've already done an intro about. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was special, but I never remembered. Like their minds to a, are going to be blown by a previous this. episode, and uh, he said exactly the same to, thing to Olivia. It's totally new. Yeah. Do you know what I, do, I only do that? Technique. I only do that to actors because I oh, feel right. like actors can't feel comfortable unless, unless they know <laughs> that they've had an intro. No, the only time we're comfortable is when we're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's with everyone, right? I think that that's why we drink is because it actually makes us feel a little bit more comfortable when we're. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure if it makes us more comfortable or just that means just that we don't care as much. That's maybe what it is. I always thought this actually happened to me the other day. So <laughs> I'll be really honest with you guys. Yeah, so go on. my girlfriend kept saying to me, "You're a really bad drunk," and I was like, "Why?" And she standard. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "I'm not that bad a drunk." She said, "Yeah, you are." And do you remember when that video of David Hasselhoff came out when his daughter recorded him and he was on the ground eating a hamburger? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Vaguely. I do, yeah, yeah. Classic, classic yeah. Uh, viral so, video. So it wasn't, it wasn't like that. But Sophie, I got, got drunk. And I don't really get that drunk anymore. But I, I, I had a drink and I got drunk. And um, That's funny you say that because the first time I ever met you, I think you was blind drunk. It was at the Channel 4 thing years ago. <laughs> Hey, 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 Tomo! Don't you dare! I, 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 I mean, I just agree with Sophie. Fully agree with her. <laughs> that was. I'm so. Ha- I didn't think you'd remember that. That is the time that I met you. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, very long time ago. Yeah. Oh my god, we're gonna get into this. So anyway, yeah. we um, she recorded me drunk, and then showed it back to me the next day. And I have, until that moment, thought I was really funny drunk. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm what were you doing? Really? Yeah, can we get this video? In my head, it's like sense. And then I watched this video back. I was like, that's shocking. It's- I find that I shout a lot. If I'm on FaceTime, say if, I, if I'm FaceTiming someone, Charlotte will sit next to me and she'll be like, yeah. you're shouting really loudly. So if I'm like in FaceTime in, in public, say if I'm in the supermarket... I'll be on FaceTime and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we kick off at what, seven o'clock? Yeah. And she's like, you're shouting. You don't need to shout. They can hear you. Firstly, so many questions. Why are you drunk in in the supermarket? No, just in general. I do it sober. Yeah, I do it sober. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I, I I just think I do that because I think maybe that I'm slightly, when I'm on the phone, I seem to shout. But I think it's maybe because I'm slightly deaf in one ear. What? <laughs> 
So I, 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 so I, I, it sounds quiet. So I think I have to Francis shout. Francis didn't get the what? <laughs> Francis continued. Hello, continue Francis. with it. Yeah, Thomas, oh, nice to meet you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Didn't you quite hear me? Because uh, that's how I'll speak up a little bit. For the rest of the podcast, we should just ignore him. Just yeah, completely yeah, forget. Thomas. Here. Also, your name is Thomas Turgoose, right? Turgoose. So yeah. Is it Turgoose? Uh, no, Turgoose. Just, Turgoose. 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 Turgoose would be double barrel. Now you're it? making me question it now. I don't know how to pronounce it. Turgoose. Yeah. Turgoose. But what's your nickname? Uh, well, I've got a couple. So I've got um, Turd Goose is, is a nickname that stuck when I was a kid. Um, but I guess the older I get, the older that I get, the more it changes. I've always been known as Tomo. Mm-hmm. Um but and people only ever call me Thomas when, like my dad, if he's annoyed at me, mm-hmm. like Thomas, you're shouting on it FaceTime again, um, <laughs> or Tomo. And then a lot of people now, particularly when I'm playing football, I get called Goose. So if I've got the ball, they're all shouting Goose. And I like Top so I've got Gun. A, a couple, really. Yeah, yeah. Just not as cool. Um, well, no, because Goose so, is the one that dies. You don't want to be. I've never seen Top Gun. Haven't you? No. What? You should watch. It. You should watch it. Yeah, I work Thanks. in telly, so I don't like watching it. I reckon, I reckon you're one of those people who haven't seen The Godfather. I haven't seen The Godfather? Yeah, nor have I. Oh, nor have I. Oh, really? <laughs> You've never yeah, seen I... The Godfather? No, I've no. never seen The Godfather. You should really watch it. Why? 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 Yeah, why tell me we... why. Because why it's actually really it? good. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I could put... Well, yeah, I guess, I guess so. What's it, what are other classics is that we can think of? I mean... Titanic's a classic, isn't it? <laughs> Titanic yeah, yeah. is it is a classic, yeah. Yeah. I would say The Godfather is more of a classic. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, how, is there any go- like is there any films that you've watched recently? A modern go, classic. Like a modern um, yeah. Is is there anything that you're gonna be like in in five or ten years you're gonna be like, Wow, that's a huge film and still is. is yeah, actually Yes. I think if you I think I think uh nineteen seventeen. Oh really? Yeah, do you not think so? Is that- <laughs> Not really. I mean, I mean, if if uh, it's, it's Sam Mendes that um, yeah. directed, yeah. If he's listening, I mean, yeah, it was great. But if he's if he doesn't ever listen to this, then no, I did, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. I don't know. I don't know. I just got a bit like. I yeah. think I wanted it to be more. I think I you, the problem with you, Tom, is that you just you you wanted to see more death. That's what you like. It, it wasn't what it enough. Was. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. enough. I mean, it was it was very well made, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I should watch it again. It was well produced. I like that long shot. Right, that was the, yeah. that famous long shot. But I, just again, maybe I should watch it again because I watched Joker for the first time with Joaquin Phoenix. I still and, haven't seen that. And the first time I watched it, I was a bit like not sure. But then I watched it again the second and the third time, and that for me is probably a modern classic. Yes, yeah. But but also, we're also talking, you, being an actor, right? That is like an intense role In- to, massive. to do. Yeah, and and you know, Joaquin Phoenix is very intense anyway in the things that he does, and you get that sort of you sense that when you watch his interviews and you sort of like listen to the way that he speaks about the the roles that he's already played, and then obviously there's the curse of the Joker, you know, that people sort of take it on board and get a bit carried away with it yes and I was kind of a bit worried for him in a way that you know if, if, the, if the curse of the Joker was a real thing then anyone who's going to get sucked in by it would be Joaquin Phoenix so but I, I mean imagine you'd be quite a good maybe a good Riddler a good Riddler <laughs> I think you make a good penguin. A good penguin? Because <laughs> of the way that I walk? 
I don't know. I would just think that would be. I, I could be Robin and you could be the penguin. We could just make this. Oh, are we are we on about Batman now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've never, yeah. oh, here we go. I've never seen Batman either. What? But the the Joker is from Batman. Uh, yeah, I know that. I get that. But um, however, no, I watched The Dark Knight Rises, the one with um, Heath Ledger. Yeah. But I've never seen them all. But 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 do you, when you when you get into a role. And we asked Olivia Cook this as well, and she's uh, she's a legend. And we asked her, "Do you do you go method into it, or do you relax into it?" I wouldn't say method, but it's very like I, I do get very sort of sucked up in into what I'm doing, and like say even more so when it's like emotional. So if you've got a, you spend a day. I did a, a film for the National Film School um, yeah. called Stratum Deep, which isn't released yet, but that was basically me trapped down a mine and um a collapsed uh, coal mine and it was very much just my face for the for the duration of the film so i was very much in that and the emotions and the the, the struggles of how i imagine it would have been but then i'd get back to the hotel at night that's and heavy I dude that's heavy you yeah, can't escape was, that but i couldn't i couldn't I, I couldn't switch off i got back to the hotel at night and i'd ring my wife and she'd be like are you all right and i'm just like i'm fine i'm just a bit like but I'm still in that sort of fr- yeah, frame yeah, yeah. of mind that you take yourself to because what I like to do with my performances is I'm, I try and make them as real and as natural as I possibly can so when but, when you're but, shooting something like that it can get yeah it does get a bit intense but how do you how do you get into that role right if so for me right I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know, understand how to find those emotions if I hadn't experienced it. But I'm not an actor, right? I, I haven't trained. Hey, so how Jamie, you... come on. Yeah, sorry. Do you know what? I put myself down every time. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. I'm a. He wants. He wants. He wants you, Tomo, to say no. You are an actor. I no, saw you, you are, on. You're uh... great. You are. Great. What was that? What yeah, was that thing I'll you were on? That, hold on. I'll start that bit again. Hold on. I'm not an actor. No. I mean, you are. I, I mean, I've seen some of your work. You are great. <laughs> Yeah, this is me being a very bad actor now. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was. This is yeah. <laughs> but I think, but okay, I to get that. How do you find that emotion? How do you know how what? It, how do you know what the emotion is, or do you just guess? I get. It's one of those. I mean, like everybody, you know, everyone's been through a lot in their lives. Um, I had a very tough upbringing when I was a kid. Um, I lost my mum at a very young age. Um, I've lost friends very close to me. Um, so I guess I kind of just take myself back to how I felt about that and music's a big help um, I've got a playlist on my phone of you know old funeral songs that and things like that which wow. is why it's com- it's, it can be very sort of not dangerous but you take yourself to that level of emotion that you've experienced before particularly as a kid so you listen back to that music and you take yourself back to the things that you went through and then mm. when they say cut and that's a wrap, you don't just switch that off. You've still taken yourself back to the things that have happened in your life. So when you get back to your hotel, you're still in that sort of emotional state of mind. So I guess music's the main thing for me. Um, yeah, it's being on my own. I like to be on my own if I've got things like that, if I've got to shoot like emotional things. Um, Tom, can I, can I, like can I ask a me. personal question? Feel free not to answer. How, how did your mum pass away? So my mum passed away of lung cancer really? when I was... I would have been 14. So and not long after we finished filming uh, This Is England, mm. um, my mum was there throughout the whole of the, the, the shooting. 
um, but she passed away later on that year. Um, so she never actually got to see the finished product of the film, which was obviously a huge shame. Um, but I, what I didn't know is Shane Meadows, who wrote and directed the film, mm, who, who's become him. family to me, and he was family to my mum. The first time that we watched um, the movie was over in Rome, um, and I went with my dad, and I must have been 15. Um, and we got, I mean, probably a 15-minute standing ovation of the film, um, which was so unexpected. And for a kid who'd never acted before, for for people who spoke a different language to me to be so obsessed with the film was insane mm. um, and at the end of the film it says in love and memory of Sharon Turgus um, and Shane never told me that he'd dedicate the film to my mum so oh at the end God. of the film mm. you've got the emotions of everything that you've been through on set and the, how much your life's changed and then also to know that he dedicated the film to my mum was like yeah it was one of the most beautiful wow. things that Anyone a brilliant movie, actually. I have to say, I mean, even a, a modern classic, I would say. Like, would, yeah, a modern really, classic. That's yeah. a really a modern brilliant classic. film. It's been a long time now. I think it's been 15 years since we made it. Do you know what? We're gonna, I, and I want to talk about this. I just think it's so... And thank you for sharing that because I think... Um, God, I, I just... I feel so sorry for people who have <laughs> to deal with like grief and things like that at such a young age. Because mm. you can't process the emotions. You don't understand what to do right no and it's kind of like people say if you don't mourn properly properly um when when it happens you know it can catch on with you later on in life and i guess people mourn differently in their own ways and you know i was so i was so distracted by life in general mm. you know i was growing up i was a 14 15 year old boy that was experiencing traveling the world and mm. people coming up to me in the streets and asking for photos and going to award ceremonies and um I also growing up as just a kid you know I was I was 15 year old so I was experimenting with new friends and playing football and 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 women and and everything that you know mm. a kid goes through so I guess I was so distracted by everything that was happening in life that you know well yeah I mean look people mourn differently um but so you yeah. think what happens is like maybe you you, you sort of you, you distracted yourself with all these different things, right? And so that's what sort of <clears throat> possibly helped. I don't know. Yeah, so. I think it, yeah, massively because you know I was not that I, I don't want to say I didn't have time to to process everything because you process it in your own way. But from the age of fourteen till probably nineteen, I, I probably I spent hardly any time at home. Yeah. So I was always working and I was putting everything that I was going through into my performances as a kid. Um, and yeah, I guess I was just so like, just wow. got so swept up in the industry. And, and again, also just growing up and I had a great group of friends around me and great family and, you know, such a supportive network of people around me that I had back then I, that I still have today. You know, people like Shane Meadows and Stephen Gray. That Graham. is so important. That, that, Insane. that, that, um, base right that you can always return to and rely on is so important people yeah. actually mm. reject it people grow up and like look for new things all the time about, about and all that kind of stuff and actually your base is what is so important and that yeah that's that's what keeps you that's what keeps you grounded almost but i, I remember when we when we had the rap party for this is england um stephen graham uh, he was speaking to my mum and he promised my mum and he said i promise you now i will never let tomo go off and be forgotten about he said i will do everything in my power to make sure that i make you proud of him and even now stephen graham is 
one of the most famous people in the world probably at the minute. But to me, he's still the man that made that promise to me all them years ago. So you sort of forget everything that he's that he's doing in his career. And, you know, there isn't a day go by where I don't buzz my tits off for him because of, you know, he deserves to be where he is. But also to me, him and Shane and Joe Hartley and everybody involved in that film are my family. And that, that's, that's you that's know, for insane. that, I, I, I owe him everything, you know. He's oh, fantastic, man. Stephen Graham. I met him actually once outside, where did I meet him? Outside the, the Soho Hotel with his dogs. <laughs> he's got those little, does he have those little pugs? Yeah, so he's got two, they're called Bonnie and Clyde. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I've never known that he takes them to London with him. <laughs> what did yeah, you say yeah, to yeah, him? What, what did you say to him, Francis? Hello. I don't know, Hello. I said a <laughs> huge, huge fan dog. of your work. You know, he's fantastic. Actually, it was, it was probably a few years after This Is England came out. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, he's just he's on a new level now. He's he's, he's he, it seems like he got to an age and everything just happened for him. And you know, and and I think that you know, sometimes when I have <clears throat> when I have sort of a couple of months out of work, it can get tough as an actor because you're like, I don't yes. want to be forgotten about. I, I, I you know, I need to keep relevant. Whereas Stephen, after this is England, I think he never worked or had a single audition for two years. And now you look at Stephen's career; it's just gone up and up. And he must have been—I don't know—late thirties, early forties when he really started to fly. Yeah. So I sit and think, you know, it's never too late. You've just got to keep grinding. And it's the same in any industry, you know, in anything that you're doing. If you if you feel like you're that you're not getting anywhere, eventually you are slowly building up this body of work, and you are gonna, you know, you are gonna excel, and you are gonna, you know, be yes. the best. Well, thing. I think people find, I mean, what I find surprising, you know, is, you know, you look at some like really big actors, or you know, on their IMDb or whatever, and you can see some of them, you know, they don't have, they have periods of like not working for like a year, two mm. years, you know, it's, and it's kind of even, even completely normal for the for the most well known actors. Yeah, but you I sketch think, out when that happens. You think, oh god, I got to stay relevant, got to stay relevant. Yeah. Ah, and then- and it's such a scared. tough, so it's trying to find that balance because, as I mentioned earlier on, from the age of fourteen to nineteen, I never really saw any of my friends because I was so busy. And then I, I made a conscious decision. I was like, when I went, you know, when I, at a certain point, I'm going to ha- have a bit of time off and I'm going to spend time with my friends. And now, as an adult, I'm a bit like, oh shit, because I was. You know, there, there was auditions that I, that I wasn't bothered about or I was turning jobs down. And now I was with a man with a mortgage to pay and a baby due in September. I'm like, mm-hmm. what if I never had that time off? Where would yeah. I have been? But then it's about where where would I have been or who would I have been? Because if I never had that time off, I wouldn't have had the time to grow as Tomo. You know, I'd have just been off being... Because I think, particularly for me, because I live in Grimsby and I've got such a, a normal life and I've got a normal friendship group. I, I live a totally different life when I'm away in London, like we were speaking earlier on, Jamie, when we're at the, you know, you're at these Channel 4 parties. Yeah, and yeah, you're, yeah. And you're with all these amazing people and people are bring, giving you free drinks and yeah, everyone's, you know, hailing, oh, you're amazing. And then I get back to Grimsby and everyone's like, I don't give a fuck about your parties. <laughs> you know, it's your round, get the Carlin in. So it's kind of, if I didn't have that normality, then I don't know where I would have been, so... No one has ever said to me, oh, we think you're great. No one has <laughs> ever come, No, one no one's ever said, said to me, get the Carlin in. Carlin? Carlin, what? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> I, I want to try and squash a rumor or, or make me the happiest person in the world. Because I was a huge, I'm a huge fan of, of yourself. I was in a huge fan of <clears throat> Shane Meadows. You played Sean Fields in This Is England. And, yes. and well done, always, you've done your research, well done. I already knew it, <laughs> yeah. didn't even need to research, already knew it, already knew it. But I always had a rumour that when you went into the audition for it, mm. they said, we'll give you a five if you read these lines. And, mm. and you said, all right, fine. And you, that's what happened, that's how you got the job or something like that. Nearly, nearly. So what <laughs> did happen... Um, is Des Hamilton, who's now you know one of the most successful casting directors in in the UK. Um, so Des Hamilton was um, casting for a young kid who'd never acted before, um, and I come round the corner, saw there was a big group of people, and I thought, I, th- I thought was there a fight going on. I thought this is a big crowd of is, is there a fight? So I went running over, um, and they said, "Oh, there is there a fight? <laughs> like, is there a fight? Yeah. Can never turn down a good scrap can yeah. you? Hey." <laughs> Um, so, I run so, I run yeah, for them yeah, is yeah. there a fight ah! yeah. <laughs> no so I'd seen this big group of people um, and they, they were saying oh they're, they're auditioning for this film um, Shane Meadows and I'm like ooh, ooh? Don't, I don't know I'm only a kid I'm only 14 um, and Des Hamilton asked me if I wanted to audition for this film and I thought well I'm just Tomo from the, the East Marsh I'm never ever going to be put in a film so I thought I'm not going to waste my time here you know I'm going to I'm going to get something for this so they said, do you want to audition? And I said, yeah, I'll do the audition if you give me a fiver. So I actually asked for the fiver for the audition. <laughs> oh um, and Des Hamilton was just like, eh? I was like, yeah, I want a fiver. If, I'm, if you're having my time, I want something for it. Um, so <laughs> I, I got my fiver. They, I um, did my little uh, audition clip, which is available on YouTube, actually. It's really funny. Did you, do, um, you didn't do it on the street. You, you recorded no, like it. No, a- um, it was in a, a youth centre that I used to go to when I was a kid. Um, so that so I did that audition and then they said can we have your mum's telephone number to get in touch if we want to go forward so I was like yeah alright whatever that's a number um, and then a couple of days later my mum my, my got a phone call from Mark Herbert the producer said oh Shane Meadows wants to meet Tomo um, they think he's great will he um, come back to the youth centre and meet Shane and my mum was like Tomo get off the Xbox <laughs> and I'm like what they said um <laughs> That, that 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 movie guy, they want to meet you again. And I said, ah. Oh. So what, whatever. I said, tell them I want a tenner. So I'm not doing it for free. So I got a tenner for the next audition and <laughs> so on and so on. And obviously they needed to get in touch with me uh, directly. So I said, oh, well, I haven't got a mobile phone. So you need to buy me a mobile phone. So it's just because I never thought that I was ever going to do anything like that. So I was like, at least want to get a bit of a get a bit of something out of it. Well, <laughs> but that yeah. made that. Where does that inner confidence go? Because that's confidence, right? It's not. It's just more like it's not confidence. It's more. It's like entrepreneurial spirit. It's like well, you yeah. just. Yeah. It, um, I don't where know. Does it's kind from? of like. 
I guess I was just so confident as a kid. You know, I was brought up in, in rough estates of Grimsby and, um, you know, I, I guess I, I spent a lot of time in the pub as a kid with my mum. We have my a mum used to upbringing. spend a lot of time in the pubs. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I always remember, because my, my mum was single. Mm. And I'll always remember... My mum was in a, it was a pub called the Tap and Spile, which isn't isn't open anymore. Um, and I remember there was a guy chatting my mum up, and he was talking to her along, and I and I and I knew that I was doing his heading, cock blocking, if you will. Um, <laughs> and he was saying to me, um, he said, "He's oh, go and play pool." And I said, "All right, give me a fiver or give me two quid, and I'll leave you alone for a bit." So I ended up getting money. So technically, I was pimping my mum out at a very young age. <laughs> Um, it's now on the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but, but you know, I just but, the, I, but you knew because then testing that you knew that people were willing to give cash over if they wanted. If, for... if yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I guess I don't know, and I'm like, I'm still like that now. I guess I don't know. I'm just kind of. I think if if there's a way of making a bit of money and you know you can do that, then you're obviously going to do it. I are mean, you your own agent as well? I'm, no, sadly not. I do. I do have a proper agent. Uh, but yeah, should, charging your just, agent. Yeah, I'm going to take ten percent from you. But can you imagine if, like, if it happened nowadays? I don't know. Well, Sam Mendes definitely isn't going to ring after I slag this film off. But I don't know. Say Spielberg phones. Um, I love Spielberg. If you are listening, if he phones me up for an audition and says, uh, "Oh, do you want to audition for Ready Player Two? Of like, yeah, twenty quid. It'd be like, what? No, it don't work like that. <laughs> Mate, but how weird is it, right? If you hand have walked around that corner, mm. your life would be oh. possibly pretty different. Oh, well, I, I mean, the, the, the upbringing that I had with my mum. My mum was a single mum, and um, yeah, she tried her best. She had four boys on her own, and um, wow. I guess I was just kind of out of control a little bit. I, I knew my boundaries of how I could, of what I could get away with, and. I mean, I was destined for prison, I think. you know. Really, kinda, were you? Yeah, yeah, I really was. I was, I, I said before in an interview, you know, now as an older, as a man, I, I realised that I used to say, oh, maybe I'm knocking around with the wrong people, but that wasn't the case. You know, I, I was one of the wrong people. We was all, we, we just got up to... We got up to the wrong things collectively as a group. And what uh, were you doing? Were, were you were you stealing stuff? What, what kind of stuff were you doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we shoplifting a lot. Just also things that we didn't need. I was, I, I remember. <laughs> well, like remember, mops or something I mean, like that. <laughs> focus. Well, not far off. There was a there was an, a hardware store in Grimsby called Focus Do It All. I'm not sure if it's even a thing anymore. Well, they can't sue me now. I've got away with it now. <laughs> but I remember we used to steal uh, spray paint for no reason. But we used to go to the and throw it over the fence. Um, just things like that. And But you never know, you know, when, as you get older, you know, drink and drugs then get involved. And then yeah. things that, you know, I, I've witnessed it firsthand. I, I know people who've struggled with alcohol and drink and they will go to whatever length they need to, to, to get what they need. And, you know, with, with crime being a, an easy way of doing that, I guess yeah. it's kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just so lucky that, if I never if I never met Shane that day, who knows? Who knows what would have happened? I mean, my mum passing away had a huge impact on my life. Um, I moved in with my dad, who I didn't hardly know, um, and wow. he lived a totally different lifestyle. You know, he he lived in a nice area of Grimsby. He he worked all his life. He had a nice car. So I moved in with my dad, and very quickly he got me back into school. Um, I mean, I was always respectful. You know, I always, yeah. I always had manners, and I always presented my well, my, my, myself in a way 
Um, but yeah, who knows? Who knows what? That's would happen. so interesting. Going that's that's insane that you all of this happens and you have to move in with somewhat of a stranger and then sort of Completely change your life around and sort of yeah. And I, I remember and... I sat in my bedroom. I sat in the bedroom for days and weeks, and I was so confused. I was like, this isn't. You know, this isn't the lifestyle that I'm used to. And yeah. I spent a lot of time with Shane Meadows and Stephen Graham. You know, they, they agreed between them that if they didn't get on with my dad or if they didn't see my dad fit to bring me up, they was going to adopt me. So wow. I was, really? yeah, so I, you know, but they met my dad and my dad is, is a, is a, is a proper blow. Like he, he works, works his ass off his whole life and he's respectable. And yeah, he's just, he's my, like now, me and my dad are best friends now, whereas when I moved in with him, I didn't know him. So I was a bit like confused. So yeah, maybe I... And also you're at that age where you just, nothing's right. You're, you're, you're at the age where, you know, you know everything. You want to fight yeah. your way out of every corner. You don't care. Mm. And so then it's hard to, you know, someone stepping into your life and trying to take control of it because you, 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 you reject everyone. Yeah. And he completely put, he, he completely put order into my life. Um which I was, wasn't was used to. and yet, But I didn't rebel against it. I wasn't like... Because my normal self-defence in situations like that when I was a kid was to kick, scream and swear. Whereas when I was mm. at my dad's, I was so like... I just kind of got on with it. And But I guess the main thing for me now and from the day my mum passed away was I want to work, work, work and prove to her that I'm not the kid that I was. Yeah. And yeah. I'm now... You know, I'm a I'm a hardworking, honest man, and yeah, I guess just trying to make her proud of me, and that's all I can ever do now. So I think that, you know, whether it would have been in the acting world or whether it would have been in joinery or anything, I guess I yeah, I think losing my mum was kind of the the turning point for me to I kind of grew up overnight, if you like. Mate, you've done mm. that in abundance, a hundred percent, without mm. a doubt. You know, was joinery she... an option? At one, I, I mean, time? it still is. You know, lockdown's <laughs> yeah. been tough. It still is. I, I, I don't mean, even I know what joinery sh- is. What is. Of course joinery? you don't. Of course you don't. Know what joinery <laughs> what is. You, you, yeah, you just get a man in. Do you want to hear the we, worst um, thing is when I when I I once got IKEA. Bed, bedside tables and it arrived and I got someone to come round to build the pool. did you really yeah of course you did probably cost so more I, um, than the bedside tables yeah so I uh, Charlotte my wife's pregnant um, and she's due in September and she did the same we uh, she ordered loads of stuff like wardrobes and, and the cot and the bed and uh, changing I, well, I don't even know what she's ordered but a, a guy knocks on the door and I was like I thought I don't know it could only be like two boxes and he was like we've got loads and he bought in seven eight nine huge boxes and charlotte sort of went off and got her hair done or her nails done and left me with a screwdriver and i'm like but i managed to do it i managed to get bullshit it all you got someone over to help no I, well i did i had uh, my mate Eve, who's um he's i don't know what he does he's just one of those guys he's just a handyman yeah, you know, that's yeah. It. so you but get your mates to do it, and I, I, yeah, and I, I you just get so your mates because it's cheaper. You're like, oh, I'm not going to pay for something, so I'm just getting exactly. my mates to come do it. But he's one of them, like he's one of them. Anything. Oh, my shower's broke, Eve. Oh, he'll come sort it. And we, because um, <laughs> it was when the lockdown restrictions uh, was eased, and I said to him, uh, Charlotte's going to because my wife makes a great Sunday dinner, and Eve always comes round for him. And I said to him, uh, Charlotte's going to make a roast dinner on Sunday, mate. Uh, be ready for about half five. So if you want to come at about four and bring your drill. <laughs> and he bought his drill and he's put everything up in the bedroom for us. And yeah, he's probably mate, done more. That... He's done more for the baby than I have other than conceiving it. It's amazing. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, um, Tom, we got to that point in the podcast where Francis, we need to have the question of the week. So, Tom, are you, are you a gambling man? That's so strange. I mean, it's weird to say that because as we... As we was, I was waiting to be let into the to the Zoom. I was actually watching like a, 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 a TikTok live of a woman who gambles on the Vegas Strip daily on live. Oh, um, really? And I kind of thought to myself, "Am I am I addicted to gambling now?" Because I'm watching it on TikTok. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not a gam. I, I, but wait, I mean, she, what like, is she doing? The slots? She's on the slot machines. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. Wait, wait hang on. So she's live streaming the slots. You're watching the... someone live stream someone do yeah, slots. Oh yeah, she's still on. I think. Yeah, there you go. Can you see it? She's on there. Look, it's what? it's paused at the minute, but um, she just live streams the slots. I don't know, trying to beat the system, or I don't know. But in answer to your question, I do like gambling, but I'm like. Yes. Just the odd little football bet, or you know, just a, a tenner. Fruit or machines. Fruit machines. Yeah, I'm not like a an avid like blackjack or anything. Like I've, that. I have a friend who like somehow just always wins the fruit. He's like, apparently, there's a way of like always winning the fruit machines. No, well, there's the, not. Yeah. <laughs> because I think there is. Else yeah, there is a way. So there you is. can get these things. Um, again, going back to spending a lot of time in a pub, um, you can get the uh, keys for the fruit machines, so you can put them in. Yeah. and turn it and it tells you on screen how much has gone in and how much um how much it needs to get the jackpot so you can put your key in and it'll say um 48 pound till jackpot and then you can what? just put well jackpot's 100, 100 quid so you can go well i can do that because it's 52 quid up they're obviously illegal you can't use them yeah. but people, <laughs> in, people in pubs in grimsby you'll see them they'll put the key in and then and then get Go and check it out. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. Nowadays, so can you we... just put keep putting them in, and then you get you get the jackpot eventually. Yeah, yeah that's it. So it, but it tells you what to get to. But nowadays, with the modern day fruit machines, they're, they're they're all totally different now. They're all done online. So that is genius, Francis. Why do you say the gambling question? Well, so my so my question of the week is: What are the odds of a coin toss? Ah, oh. Tomo, what do you think it is? Well, like, the obvious answer is two to one. But yeah. <laughs> don't you dare look at your TikTok or something. The, obvi- yeah. <laughs> the obvious answer is two to one, but I know that I'm wrong. It must be um, two to one. Um, it, it, it can't unless unless something some side is heavier, but it's not going to be heavier. It's got to be two to one. It's got to be. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, two I, to I one. know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, but go on. All right, we're going to save it for part two. You have to stick around for part two, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get them in. That's how we <laughs> well get done. them in. I'm making notes for my podcast. <laughs> All right, Tommy, you going to stick around for part two? Uh, no, I'm going to go, mate. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> go and watch your live. All right, everyone, we'll yeah, see you in yeah. part two. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.